Tuesday, January 10, 2019. This is Born the Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs. I am your host, Marine Corps veteran Timothy Lawson. This is the uh, the third installment, uh, I guess third in a series of episodes featuring Student Veteran of the Year finalists. Tomorrow we will speak with the Student Veteran of the Year winner, the individual who was officially named Student Veteran of the Year. But today, three more Student Veteran of the Year finalists talking about uh, a big win they had in 2018 at their respective chapters, their philosophy on outreach, how they got veterans to both be inspired to uh, to do things, to show interest in doing things, but also the, to get them to commit to participating. Uh, and and then also the balance of things they did on campus versus off campus to get their uh, to get their student veterans and other members of their campus to participate. Another great conversation for anybody who is invested in a student veteran chapter at their local at the local university or college, or someone who wants to help support these groups. Uh, a lot of great insight and information in this. Today's group conversation includes Angela Peacock, Kyle Venable. Carlos Caro. Enjoy. I served in Vietnam. I served in World War II. I served in Afghanistan. And VA serves us all. No matter when you served. No matter if you saw combat or not. There are benefits for veterans of every generation. See what VA can do for you. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. That's www.va.gov. All right, the final three. I've spoken to, technically I've spoken, only spoken to uh, six others. You, the, the, There was a seventh elusive uh, <laughs> finalist that we couldn't get down in a chair. But um, let me tell you the... Um, you know, I got to speak to all 10 finalists last year as well, um, and now I've spoken to uh, essentially 10 of you again this year, and it is, it has blown me away at the, at the level of inspiration that we find within the, each class of Student Veteran of the Year finalists, um, and I think it is, um, it's, it's so important that while we recognize what we did in the service, while we talk about how we're managing our transition, that it's just equally as important to make sure, remind everybody, this is what veterans are doing after their military service. Um, I always joke around with, with some of my friends telling, like, it drives me nuts when people ask me about my life and I, tell, and I give them, like, the synopsis of it and I tell them, like, I did this and this and this in the military and then this and this and this and the only thing they remember is, like, oh, you're in the service? Oh, thank you for your, you're in the military? Thank you for your service. And it's like, did you not hear the other like nine things I rattled <laughs> off? Like that stuff is way cooler than, than you know. Yeah, you do podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know that that's so I say that as in like that, that's much of my motivation here is to not only talk about the cool things that you guys are doing on campus, but a lot of the people that listen to this series of podcasts, the ones that come out of the NatCon, are student veterans and people who are in, uh, and faculty that are on campus that want to know how to serve, serve student veterans. So that, uh, that's the value we're looking for out of today. Um, Angela, we'll start with you. Uh, looking for you know name, university, branch of service, uh, you know the, the the short bio. My name is Angela Peacock. I am a second year master's in social work candidate at Washington University in St. Louis, and I served about seven years in the Army. Very well. Welcome. Kyle? Thanks. 
Um, my name's Kyle Venable from Auburn University. I'm a senior information systems management. I served almost 17 years in the Marine Corps. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. <laughs> Carlos? I'm Carlos Carl from Texas A&M University at Galveston. Uh, my major is marine transportation, so it fits pretty well with the fact that I was in the Navy. Uh, I'm the chapter president at my campus, and that's me. Very well. Did I get roles on campus? No, uh, for I your chapter? Yeah, well, what's your role at your chapter? I'm the president of the Washington University Student Veterans Association. Very cool. Did we get that out of you? And I'm the president of the Auburn Student Veterans Association. Okay, very good. Um, naturally, something I noticed is usually it is presidents that, uh, that you need, but we got a chief of staff, and I think we even have an outreach chair, I think that might have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see other roles in the chapter getting, uh, getting these yeah. sorts of recognition. Um, so, Angela, we'll start with you. Let's talk about outreach. Let's talk about um, uh, you take a leadership role in the chapter, and now it's about it's about making sure that the veterans on campus are aware that the chapter exists and that they understand what the value is uh, in it if they want to be a part of it. How did you guys go about that? So, I've been working with student veteran organizations since 2011. So I've been at community college level, undergraduate level, where it's night and evening, and then now I'm at the graduate level. Yeah. So I've noticed that each population needs different things so I think it's really important to find out the pulse of the campus that you live in the kind of students the kind of degrees and what each place needs so at the graduate level what we do now is like we just do a different uh, variety of events to appeal to a wider uh, audience so that there's like fun things that we really want to get like we're doing axe throwing in January we're doing um, paintball like who what veteran doesn't want to throw an axe like that has got to be like a membership drive <laughs> you know you got to awesome. be creative but then we also have like a 5k run where we had the community come out for Veterans Day we've done huge things with like Senator McCaskill Senator Duckworth things like that um, and then we have like career development we did LinkedIn we did a pilot program with LinkedIn mm. and um, um, SVA so we did LinkedIn training and a vet working event so we try to just like cover all bases career and professional development fun is absolutely necessary a um, little bit of physical activity you know a little bit of everything sure um, Kyle how do you guys uh, approaching outreach uh, well one of the programs we started this wall this year is a wall program Auburn warrior orientation and learning so, uh, you know, they have the Warriors, um, success, or Warrior Scholar Program. We kind of took bits and pieces of it. We didn't have, you know, it's hard for someone to give up two, two weeks or a week of their time before yeah. the school starts. So our, um, our, our students that are coming in, you know, um, transfer students or first year um, uh, veterans coming into the school, we try to get them through our program. Hey. You know, I can sit with 18 to 22-year-old students and learn, you know, hey, the football stadium's over here. These are the chants they say whenever we score. You know, those kind of, veterans really don't care about that stuff. We want to know, hey, take this professor, not that professor. Uh, how do I navigate the school? Those kinds of things, you know. Wh- what's a good place of town to live? Where should I live that, you know, my family will be safe and things like that. So we try to take that into account. And that's led all by our, our student veterans. Um, we take... Um, pride in, in teaching ourselves. I mean, veterans, you know, we want to each, uh, you know, I can probably say this, they can probably say the same things that, uh, you know, we, we want to teach ourselves and we want to make 
our, our veteran buddies next to us all successful. So that's one of our biggest programs that we started this year. But I mean, like Angela said, you know, we, we have a myriad of, of different things we have. We got with the University of Alabama this year and we did the Iron Bowl Ruck March. Um, you know, it's a huge football game in, in yeah. the southeast, maybe the country. Uh, I've heard of it. 150 miles in, in three days, uh, so 50 miles per day, um, seven mile sticks, three uh, or seven mile, um, yes, yeah, sticks, three different sticks. March seven, uh, sleep for seven, then help support for seven. So okay. it was uh, it was very very beneficial. Um, the the main goal of it was to raise awareness for uh, the twenty two per day. We had twenty two pound packs, and the the packs were. Uh, loaded with uh, items to donate to the Bill Nichols State Veterans Home, which is between the two schools. Okay. Um, We found that. Um, But something that came out of it that was not, you know, that we didn't think of was, uh, you know, so many veterans came up to us like, man, I needed this. This this gave me that that, um, back to military, you know, it gave me that feeling that I was in a family that belonged again. Um, You know, this is the coolest thing I've done since I've been out of the military and those types of things. So, um, you know, we try to do so many things that can bring the family together. So yeah, absolutely, uh, Carlos. I know, I know that you're not on the main campus at A and M. So I'm I'm kind of curious both um, how how you're approaching it on the campus that you're at and um, what sort of collaboration you have with the people at the main campus. Right. So yeah, we have a pretty interesting uh, college at Galveston. We're specifically maritime based. So. Basically, everybody at our school is either studying marine science, marine transportation, marine engineering, uh, ocean coastal research. Uh, so essentially, we're pretty small. We have about 2,500 students. We're all Aggies, so gig them. Uh, gig them. Yeah. But as far as getting out, you know, getting participation, it's pretty easy for me because it's 2,500. Uh, I have about 150 veterans at my campus. Participation-wise, we got about 35 people every week at our meetings. That's good. Yes. That's a good turnout. And that's free lunch every week. You'll be surprised at how much. <laughs> oh, free uh, food is everything. You <laughs> offer free food uh, on a co- college campus, and I'm telling you, your student organization is going to be outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah, we have about 35 participating members every week. Our meetings are, are pretty much 35 and up, no matter what. Uh, as far as collaborating with College Station, the 150 miles is a distance. However, we have to go up there for football games. We do tailgating with them, uh, but it's that 150 mile distance does kind of put a, a border on us. Yeah, that's difficult. I mean, you, you talk about 150 miles. I mean, in D.C., George Washington University and Georgetown were a few miles down the road, and it was difficult for us to get collab. I mean, it's different schools, but you would, you know, we we had relationships with them that it was, just, but it was so difficult to collaborate. Uh, just because having to go from one campus to another is always just a, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a difficult uh, difficult thing to accomplish sometimes. Yeah. Right, and one of the main things that we've done at our campus while I've been uh, in SVA leadership was we actually have the VSO office send their liaison at least once a semester down to Galveston campus to talk to our veterans, to talk to our, our students, even our uh, our dependents, and see how everything's going, uh, to check up on us. Make sure that everything's okay because everything is handled at main campus. So as a satellite school, you would have your own VSO office. As a campus, you don't have that VSO office. So we made sure, at least when I was a sophomore, I made sure that we needed that liaison to come down, check up on us, and and basically represent 
main campus at Galveston campus. So yeah. that's something that I'm specifically proud of and it's helped us a lot. Yeah, very cool. Um, free food is everything. I remember like even even just as a student, me and one of my friends, like we had this policy, like if we were walking around and then saw a handful of people walking around with food that we were confident didn't come from the cafeteria, we'd immediately start tracing that line of like, where's this coming from and are we allowed to access this Popsicles, food? Popsicles, pizza. Yeah, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I'm interested in the, the whatever club this is. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, a question that I that I forgot to, forgot to ask at the top that I want to make sure that I, uh, I don't forget, and Carlos, we'll start with you. You and go back around. Tell us about a big win that you guys had in 2018 that your chapter had. 2018, oh man, early registration, priority registration for veterans on That's campus. Awesome. That's amazing. Yes, uh, we finally, actually it was a very long process that started in 2016 and it got finalized in 2018 at main campus. So that was a huge deal for us because any type of student government legislation that affects our campus has to go through our main campus. So it actually started as a grassroots movement back in Galveston campus. And we started pitching it as a time management tool for student veterans that need early registration, priority registration to better facilitate their schedule, their classes, graduate on time, and also for their benefits, of course. Uh, so yeah, we started that in 2016, got finally, it got passed in Galveston campus in 2017, and finally in 2018, um, college stations sent their, sent their student government down to us, and we told them about it. 2018, we managed to get passed for Texas A&M University, so that's amazing. huge win, yeah, especially, huge win. Especially when you consider just how many... Uh, you know, how many veterans have families and children and, and jobs, right? They come out and, uh, you know, the GI Bill is nice, but, you, you know, a lot of people in some, in some areas, you can't just live off the GI Bill, especially if you're going to school like in Manhattan or something like that, right? Like you need a lot of them get part-time jobs and stuff like that. I think the, uh, just being able, just having that one little benefit, that, that being able to form your, your class schedule just a little bit ahead of everybody else gives the veterans the opportunity to, uh, to have an easier transition and, and better quality quality of life. So that, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Kyle, what'd you guys do? Well, we've been established for a while since uh, 2009. So, um, we, we already had the, the priority registration. We had, you know, we have a lot of the stuff done through the administration. So our next thing was like you were just saying, how do we help the student veteran with that family? How do we help, you know, the ones that are, you know, struggling to make meet, uh, ends meet? Um, we put together our, our veterans gala. Um, so we, we invite, community members, you know, veteran supporters, and as many student veterans um, as we can to this. Um, and, and we always have a, uh, this was our third annual, but it was our biggest because we pushed it so hard this year. But we always have a, a, um, a veteran that comes and speaks. Um, uh, this year we had Melissa Stockwell come in and speak. She was oh. very inspirational. Yeah, very cool. Um, so she came and spoke. Uh, but we were able to uh, give six uh, $2,000 scholarships to student veterans from our organization, which, you know, that, it doesn't sound like that much no, to, to some people. But, I mean, once those people get that in their pocket and, and you know, can pay tuition or, you know, those types of things, um, if, if they're, they're – uh, we have one guy that is a, an employee of the university um, and – he just always has that that need because he's got a family he he's adopted three or four kids you know those kinds of things and he's i'm like man you're doing amazing things he goes to american university and auburn university and i mean he's just taking all these yeah, classes it's amazing. um and so uh, he really appreciated the the 
the help from us. I mean, he earned it uh, from what he does in my book. So it's just amazing to, to be able to give that money back to, to student veterans. So. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, American University, we, uh, our group, had, our club had barely enough money to, to pay for a free pizza. We got it. We got the free. We bought the pizza to provide free pizza, but as much as our budget would be able to handle. Uh, Angela, what what, uh, what was a big win for for you in 2018? I can think of like three. So I'll. I think the biggest one was probably our school hired uh, a previous Wuvets member because the previous leadership Wuvets. We like call that. ourselves Wuvets. So. Uh, the last two and three years, we've advocated at the school to get more support because it's just like military was not existent. We didn't know who each other were or anything. So um, they hired a previous WUVETS member to be the director of the Office of Military and Veteran Services. So now we have an official office. We have support. They have practicum students that work there. And then the second win, I just can't go by without mentioning is we, we did a student veterans week in St. Louis. So we brought together all campuses. So That's we, awesome. We had seven schools participate. Um, That's a huge win. Huge win. Yeah. And awesome. that was actually my internship was to do this as a project. So the, the Wash U event had about 115 corporate partners, community members. We trained uh, student veterans from like seven different universities about LinkedIn. And then we did a, a networking event after. But it was just really cool to see like the community and the school and the different universities all come together in one place at the same time. Yeah. So it was awesome. really cool. That's a huge win. Yeah. The, getting multiple campuses in an area to collaborate on something. Yes. Is, they're, they're student veterans banging their head because they because it's uh, you hear about oh we, we want to work with the, the local yeah. campuses the other groups you hear the conversations here at here you hear them happen yeah. at NatCon the following year you hear they couldn't get they couldn't pull together Same. because it was difficult to get people organized so yeah. that's a huge win huge. I mean and we think it's important that like I was a community college student and I never thought I could go to like a really prestigious university right. and get a scholarship like I didn't think that existed so in St. Louis there's so many colleges we want you to stay in St. Louis we want you to go from community college to an undergraduate to a graduate school and get that scholarship that you wanted but if we are not collaborating how are the community college students going to know that yeah. student veterans don't know and then it also drives the membership for each university when they see this huge week of events like oh i want to go to this and i want to go to that and you know, i promised you really that if cool. you wrote a one pager after action on some of the some of the key things that made that work and sent it up to sva that i did a 10 page Perfect. after action okay yeah. 10 page after action <laughs> never mind oh, overachiever over here <laughs> <Sorry>. my goodness <laughs> it was my internship you know yeah no it's very good good i'm glad to hear that those are all those are all huge moments that i know so many chapters have a difficult time getting so that that's good to hear kyle we'll come back to you on um on participation you got your well-established group you got a, it sounds like you have a good participation but when it comes going from like interest to id or interest to actually being involved mm -hmm. how do you get veterans to commit that way it, it's that's that's the, the the key question right there is how do you keep them so it i mean it it just depends on the events i mean we have golf tournaments that we, we get people out of the woodworks for you know when we have these golf tournaments um including you know the basketball coach of auburn you know he'll, he'll have his golf tournament and he'll give hey i want two student veteran teams give me give me eight student veterans to play it, i have no problem filling that you know, but if we put something together where uh, we're going to stuff backpacks for, you know, needy kids or something, um, and we do it as a group, we might have 14 people show up instead of, you know, 40 that, sure. we, that we really want um, to be out there. So it's just, uh, we try to find events that, that will key on, uh, you know, we've, we've done so many now that we try to find something that keys on the veterans that are, that are in school right now um, that we have come to know 
something that keys on their interests. You know, a, a lot right now are with sports, uh, you know, sure. um, golf, um, 5Ks uh, are, are really big. And we do a collaborate, uh, collaborations uh, with like the ROTCs. Uh, they, they have a huge um, 5K. So we get involved with them, helping them with their 5K. Uh, the Student Nursing Association does a 5K. We get involved with them and help them. Um, so we, we, we try to find something that we know student veterans like to do but we also i mean you can't not everyone is a win so we yeah. do have those those ones where you know let's put together a bowling night you know that sounds very fun and then you get five or six people show up so we're still in we still have those those problems also yeah. so it's n never fixed yeah <laughs> I, this is always a, this is always an important question for me to ask in these conversations because when i was president at american university we were having a little bit of trouble with getting people to uh, to to commit to doing it. So finally, I was like, "Tell me, what do you want to do? Like, let's yeah. let's get the one thing that you all want to do and make that happen." Yeah. And everybody's like, "You know what? We just like a social happy hour. Like, just go. Like, we're in D.C. Let's go find somewhere to just hang out for a night or whatever. Great." One of the veterans was a bartender at a at a local, and so like he worked with his manager. They had a little section um, set aside for us. He uh, the veteran was the bartender for that that nice. time. They brought out appetizers for us. 13 people, I had a Facebook event page set up for it, and 13 people said they were going. Can, you guys, can anybody guess how many people Six. showed up? It's always 50% no-show rate. It was 0% of this time. <laughs> wow. Not Epic. one person showed up. Um, and I was like, why? So finally, I get into this like text storm of fury of like, where is everybody? Nobody's here. Finally, like, uh, but an hour, like an hour, hour and a half later, like people start showing up, but it's long after the embarrassing no show, right? <laughs> and I was like, why? Like, and I, I, when I got back to campus, I was asking people, like, why this would is what you, you want it? Yeah, why would you say you're going if you're not going to show up? And like, oh, I thought it looked good to show that people were going. Well, no, it doesn't look good when no one shows up. Like, like the, the, the manager at the bar wasn't going to be like, oh, but okay, you got a good response on Facebook. I see here. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I always want to have that co this conversation because I know we all have those moments. You mentioned free food. What other, what other tactics are you taking? Oh, it's so difficult because that's, that's the biggest problem. It's, you know, everybody's going to show up to the meetings. Everybody's going to discuss. Everybody's going to be informed because of the free food and thanks thank you to our campus so much for that. But yeah. uh, it's it's so difficult because you don't want to turn into a drinking club, right. which is what everybody wants to go do, which is we're already, everybody's already close friends and you're already hitting the scene after sure. uh, on Fridays, Thursdays, Saturday nights. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't want that. Right. So it's extremely difficult, but I really put an emphasis on culinary culture. Uh, we're in Galveston campus crawfish boil mm. bring the families yeah. uh it's not it's gender inclusive to everyone it, my one of my biggest struggles is trying to get the females and the women on my campus to come and participate with us just because it's kind of a boys club yeah at the end of the day um there's it, it's just extremely overpopulated with the male component however crawfish boils uh community service events where we can bring the kids, bring the wives, bring the husbands, bring your partners, whoever, whatever family. And, and that really helps. And the food, of course. So our <laughs> crawfish boil is huge. Yeah. Our faculty comes, uh, people from the community come and most, that's our biggest event is our annual crawfish boil. And that's just because mainly because we make sure to include the families and 
yeah yeah oddly enough getting faculty um participation was just as as much of a struggle for us we invite them to meetings and events and stuff like that like come uh and there was only a couple times where we would have like an open house or something like that where they would like swing through to say hi to the vet but um, yeah, we, we would invite a bunch of our professors to be like, hey, come by and meet the, the veterans on your campus. And uh, it was difficult to get there. But, you know, it's, uh, from campus to campus, the demand on both students and faculty is different. Except for but, that once a year, Veterans Day meal offered to faculty. Uh, that brings everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of a sudden they're interested. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Angela, how, you, how, how is your chapter inspiring commitment and getting people to fall through? I think it's all about relationships. Um, that if you're fun people to be around, people will want to be around, you know? So we really try to focus on like, um, kind of like you said earlier about your school where we do one big thing per semester, but then we have like little, you know, smaller engagements so that everybody wants to participate in the big thing because they have met us in the smaller thing. So we'll do like a kickoff barbecue for the fall. And that like brings all the families in, everybody gets to meet who's, who's the faculty. We piggyback with orientation so that they meet, they, they get all the an- the questions answered, but then you also get to meet the student veterans and hang out and have a good time. So usually, I, I mean, I think the relationships is what carries us through in membership. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious what your what your balance is, especially on a bigger, like a huge campus like uh, like Auburn. Um, how much how much of your events are in house, and how many things are you doing off campus? I noticed I got it. Um, doing anything anything off campus was like, I mean, it, it, I mean, I just banged my head against the wall trying to figure out what to do. The one thing that one thing that I did was vi- that was very successful is I had a really short speaker series. Found a veteran in the community that was had a profession people were interested in, or we had like members from like Team Rubicon would co- show up and they'd come in and like we had a little bit of food and, and people, a lot of people showed up to that. And as soon as you try to inspire people to go off campus, it just became impossible to get people to commit. Curious, especially in a big campus like Auburn, what your balance was on on campus and off campus activities for for any kind of support and and everything. I mean, we do almost everything on campus. Um, I mean, I live 45 minutes away, so you know, I live in Montgomery, which is a 52 mile drive, um, and. So for for me, my you know being at every event that it just takes that commitment. Um, so I tried to do everything either within school hours or right after. That way we could get that that participation. But if we do anything off campus, once people go to their homes and yeah. stuff, nobody wants to come back, you know, and, and go to other places. So we just found the participation levels to be smaller. Um, whenever you do those things, we did the the trampoline park one day, and you know we. We have 78 members right now, and I think we had 14 people show up. Yeah. You know, the same thing, like I said, about the, the bowling. Um, you know, it just the smaller thing. I think once you get off campus, getting people back together is just very hard. But yeah, but you have to like, non-traditional students of any of any sort. Once they leave campus, they're back into their personal lives, right? That's they're right. not. They're not. It's not like the where like you go, you're done with work, you go back to the barracks, and you're naturally all right there right. to do something, right? You all have you all leave and then have to regroup somewhere, and that mm-hmm. becomes really difficult, especially as adults. Um, being in a smaller campus, being one of the quote unquote other campuses of a university, how's that for you? Uh, f- mo- most of our events are off campus. Okay. It's, we were on a small island, so it's really easy for people to commute and get to our events. Uh, but we do have a lot of on-campus events that we we basically do once a year. The Murph Workout, uh, that's a student veterans sponsored event, and we get participation from the entire student body. A lot, a lot of a lot of people attend. So, yeah, we're on campus and we're off campus. It's but it's really because we're on a small island. Yeah, Galveston that 
we can just people come sure. it's very very quick angela what's that balance like for you I don't know. You guys are making me nervous about X throwing. I thought, <laughs> I thought, come on, this has got to be. People got to show up for that. They got to. Awesome. Come Absolutely. on. Yeah, don't yeah. you think? This I can tell you. Good. I, All right. I can tell you right now. I, I, I could organize an axe throwing event in DC next week and uh, and 40, send it. Fifty people. Yeah, I get a bunch All of people. All of a sudden. To, yeah, it would take a. It would. I'm sure it would fill up the the, the roster real yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah, but no, mostly we do them on campus too. The only thing, I mean, even our 5K was right on campus. Oh. So on yeah. a weekend. And, but I mean, graduate students, it's, it's like just tough in general because they have families, jobs, internships. I mean, I can think of the law school they're all they do is read. So it's hard to get those guys to do anything, you know, just do what you can. Yeah. Uh, Angela, what, what sort of, um, like how do you guys connect with the other military connected students, ROTC dependents, spouses, what sort of involvement do you have from them? So we have ROTC on our campus and I believe the whole battalion for the St. Louis area is on our campus so we do communicate with them um, they participated in our Veterans Day recognition ceremony uh, it was pretty cool to like mentor them a little bit they would ask us really cool you know really curious questions about like what is it really like and you know that kind of stuff so we try to be there for the ROTC guys um, we're very family inclusive like if you're not talking to the, the veterans family you're missing like a huge part of their life so um, our faculty has been really responsive uh, the military and veteran services office also does a veteran ally program where they kind of teach staff and faculty about what is a student veteran like if you've met one you've met one because we're all so different and so that's kind of like bridge the gap also so we have a lot of faculty on our membership roster they come to events it's cool you know yeah I, th I think we're bridging that gap yeah carlos what do you guys have on on uh, other military connected students at galveston our student veterans association teams up with our future military leaders of america which is the nrotc unit and we basically mentor these guys they they know that a lot of us were in the navy the marine corps which is mainly where, where they're going yeah so they seek our guidance they want that leadership they want to hear about our stories so one of the things i did in 2018 that was huge was we were part of their lead lab which every friday the nrotc unit has a lead lab and they invited us to go and tell them our, our stories our experiences on leadership good and bad because as you all know, there's definitely some toxic leadership in the military. And it's huge, and I really want to reiterate to anybody that's listening, team up with these ROTC units. Go and tell them your experiences. Tell them your stories. Tell them about the great leadership that you had. Tell them about the bad, negative leadership that you had. They need to know, because these are going to be our military leaders, our military commanders of the future, and you're there on campus with them you have that same culture so team up with them and that's that's what we did with 2018 but we've built a really strong connection with uh, the NROTC unit at Galveston and we've just team up for community service events uh, even even just for fun they, they come and help us with our events so yeah that, that's how mainly we reach out to uh, that community yeah Kyle what's it look like at Auburn well, for us, uh, I mean, same thing with the NROTC was it's very easy because our director, um, he he's been there two years now. He came over from when he retired. He retired as the uh, the NROTC uh, commander. So uh, you know, it was easy for us to make that connection. We already had you know, the, we had the connection with the AMOI there and the MOI and and those folks. So we knew the Marines. We knew the Navy. The Air Force has still been a challenge just because of their leadership um, that they have in place there. Um, he expects them to go to class and get their degree and 
everything else is up to them, yeah. you know. So we try to reach out and we try to do mentoring. Uh, with the Navy we do, uh, and the Marines, we do fireside chats once a month with them. Um, they'll invite just, you know, either uh, a Marine or, or a um, Navy that were, you know, uh, staff and COs usually, um, just to come and, and, and like Carlos was saying, you know, give those, those tips, hey, be this guy, don't be that guy, <laughs> those kinds of things that, you know, that you don't want to have. Um, the Army, uh, they just went over through some new leadership um, over there. So we had a pretty good relationship. We're working on it now with the new leadership there because um, we have people from every branch. We have Coast Guard in our, in our um, Student Veterans Association. So we have every branch. So we want to reach out and make those connections. I mean, I, I think they're they're very important. Um, family members are, are kind of the same. Um, you know, we have a lot of spouses that are, that are students also from, you know, our um, the, uh, Fort Benning is right down there. It's about 45 minutes from us. So a lot of spouses from Fort Benning come to Auburn, um, and, you know, they're always welcome in our uh, association. In one of the, the general meetings yesterday, they were talking about, you know, that's a, a great way to get membership is include other people. So we try to include whoever we can. Any veteran supporter is, is allowed to join the Student Veterans Association at Auburn. So we try to make it all inclusive. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Angela, Kyla, Kyle, I almost, I almost said Kyla, uh, going, into, going into Carlos. Angela, Kyle, Carlos, thank you so much for joining me and helping uh, inform uh, not only student veterans that are listening, but also members of those communities on what they could possibly do to help support this, the student veteran chapters that are at a campus near them. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank, thank you so, thank you much, so much for having us. Thank you very much.